Let that shit ride, 88. Lately I've been reminiscing back when I was a jit. Now nigga growing up, now I got bigger shit to give. Yeah, now I got bigger shit to give. Lately I've been reminiscing back when I was a jit. Now a nigga growing up, now I got bigger shit to give. Demons piling up, I'm catching bodies while I win. So Leonard from mistakes, so forgive me if I said, uh. Hell can't share my shit exotic. Bad bitch on the left, she getting freaky. I might have to park it. Yeah, he wanted that was like Aladdin, sweep him off that carpet. I just dropped like 40 on his head. Who the fuck he guarding? Yo, 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 welcome back to the shack, welcome back, but come on guys, come on now, y'all know the routine, let's get to it man. Yo, what's up man? Yo, this is about business. Oh word, it's like that? Well check this out, this is how we gonna do this, your fighter against my fighter, Whatever. winner take all. Whatever, just remember done. that, alright? You just beat it. Remember that. Come on y'all, let's yeah. Yeah, be out. Peace. I don't know what it is that you've done to me. But it's got me to act in such a crazy way. Whatever it is that you do when you do what you do. I swallow my pride, 
Look at you, mate. Help me sing my song. Tell her I'm your man. You're my girl. I'm gonna tell it to the whole wide world. Lady, say I'm your girl. You're my man. Promise to love you the best I can. See, I've been there, done it, hunt around. After all that, this is what I found. Every one of y'all are just like me. It's too bad that you can't see that you got it bad. You got it bad. You got it bad. You got it You got it bad. You got it You got it bad. After school, when you're young, they try to keep you in the cages, but most of them don't follow their own rules. Spend your whole life being graded, being told you're not enough, being told go find the one and sit and wait for death to come. But I don't want, I need to talk to God. There's things I just don't understand. Like, who am I when no one's in the Does the voice in my head that talks me off the ledge belong to me or does it come from the clouds? Who am I when no one's in the room? Go to school and get a good job Just to work your life away and pay your debts And even those who live their dreams out Cry cause all that glitters ain't what you expect Sometimes I don't wanna sing no more Slip my throat and take my music back from evil men They could put my body in the 
ocean Talk and die with a smile and make me find peace again Spent my whole life being graded Being told I'm not enough Being told go find the one and sit and wait for death to come But I don't want, I need to talk to God things I just don't understand Like who am I when no one's in the room? Who am I when no one's in the room? Does the voice in my head that talks me off the ledge belong to me or does it come from the clouds? Who For the moment Vices That they made to hold our pain Vices Only pacified For the moment Vices That they made to hold our pain Spend your whole life being graded Being told you're not enough Being told go find the one And sit and wait for death to come But I don't want I need to talk to God There's things I just don't understand Like who am I When no one's in the room Who In my head that talks me off the ledge Belong to me or does it come from the clouds? Spare me if I'm wrong Hold my secrets get buried when I'm gone Staring at the writing on these headstones They keep on trying to tear me, but I'm strong That's what you wanted to tell me all along Ain't hard to figure them out, cause all his thoughts is tweeted We blew some shots and shut him up, that's why his top was leaking Cause I ain't never seen a nigga from his coffin speaking We picked that nigga off, he ain't think that we saw him creeping Sometimes I miss them days when me and bro was off it tweaking I hate September 18th, that's when we lost a demon While the rent was always lead, that's what I get exhausted thinking Can't be ungrateful about this life, you know we fought to see it I'd rather you hate me while I'm here than love me when I'm dead They sent that text, that's when I'm checking stomach what I read like life been pushing me too far and I'm stuck on the edge Don't wanna party, I stay in this lonely room instead And I'm just barely holding on This life gets scary as it goes on 
burdens while we carry on. I ain't perfect, spare me if I'm wrong. Hope my secrets get buried when I'm gone. Staring at the writing on these headstones. They keep on trying to tear me, but I'm strong. That's what you wanted to tell me all along. Definitely, that shit'll leave you with a chill spine. Even though my spirit's down, like I'm okay, I feel fine. Shots from that steel nine, ain't from that hillside. I'm from the trenches where they murder just to kill time. A heavy heart, eyes rolling through dark times, soulless. Sorry that they took your son, I'm sending my condolence. Gotta face the facts when the truth unfolding I hope you notice that I'm just Barely holding on This life gets scary as it goes on Burdens while we carry on I ain't perfect, spare me if I'm wrong Hope my secrets get buried when I'm gone Staring at the writing on these headstones They keep on trying to tear me but I'm strong That's what you wanted to tell me all along Oh my god! Nice to meet you. Check out. Let's go. I'm sorry. Let's go. Let me too. There we go. This guy. This guy. My name is Diana. I was born with congenital heart disease, and I recently received a heart and liver transplant. My name's Bobby. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I'm a proud single mother. How you doing? I'm Dion Sams. I'm from LA. Uh, I was uh, addicted to crack for over nine years, and I'm proud to say that I have 15 years clean and sober. Hi, my name's Willie. I'm 12 years old. At the age of six, I was shot in my chest, and it left me paralyzed. I use basketball as my escape. Yo, 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 yo. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, what's up with y'all, man? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode, episode 179. Resilience, my guy. Resilience, that's all I'm going to say. But man, how y'all feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I've been, uh... You know, I'm just laying back saying little key kid. As much as possible. I feel like that's me. Uh, it's focusing on the things I need to focus on, kid. Not up in the hoop line here, see, in jargon, jargon, whatever. Uh, what's up? What old people call it? Hoop line. That's what old people say. That's what old people say. But yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh... Nah, man. Let's just get to the topics, kid. Let's just get to the topic. This is gonna be a topic. I'm going to talk about at the end, and it's kind of, I don't know. It might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. We'll see. Hold on, bro. I know. YouTube. YouTube is like trying to get. 
We have my thing up. Ready? No. No. The technical always want to have. New front, probably. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, guys, sorry, guys. Those are of Maui and the death toll climbing to 111 overnight as we learn more about what may have sparked the first fire. Gio Benitez starts us off with the latest. Good morning, Gio. Hey, Michael, good morning. Yeah, for the first time, we're seeing new videos now of what may have started these fires in the first place, and they seem to point to downed power lines. It's all part of the investigation as the heartache here just grows. This morning, as the death toll continues to grow on Maui, new video surfaces raising questions as to what may have sparked the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. 111 people now confirmed dead. Hundreds unaccounted for. Search and rescue teams have covered 38% of the impact zone. FEMA, the Red Cross, and the military all on the ground. I can tell you it's going to be a long and costly recovery, but much of that work will be done here with our local people. And watch as this security camera captures what could be an early trigger in that devastating wildfire. August 7th at 10.47 p.m., a day earlier, you hear a witness describe a flash that might be a tree falling on a power line. It's windy, and then there's a flash, and I think right. that's when a tree is falling on a power line. The power goes out. One expert saying those videos taken in upcountry Maui show the flames spreading and maybe the first evidence of downed power lines igniting a fire. We've got that video of that kind of explosion, and we've got 10 sensors in that community that show a very sharp drop in electrical voltage at precisely that same time. The power line just went down. By the next morning, yeah, August 8th at 6.37 a.m. in Lahaina, Shane True uses a garden hose to battle a fire. That's the power line that started. started from up the road there, and all of that is still burning. Authorities declaring that brush fire under control around 9 a.m., but then lost control of the flames hours later when the winds caused a flare-up to spread. By 5 p.m., Lahaina's historic front street up in flames. The power company saying it is still investigating what triggered the fire, adding the cause has not been determined. The loss weighing heavy as families are now being asked to provide DNA to account for the dead. Overnight, we spoke to the family of Bo Makai Estoris Lozano, the 28-year-old still missing since last Tuesday. His mother telling us police visited her home to swab for DNA. I want to hang on to the hope that he's alive, but after doing something like this, like, how do you hold on to that? And the president and first lady plan to visit Maui on Monday. Now, FEMA has promised full support for the survivors who just have lost everything. They say they need those survivors, though, to apply for that support. So far, they say only 1,300 households have applied. Michael. Yeah, as much support as we can give, they can use. GL, thank you so much for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, condolences to um, people in Maui. Oh, that's a hundred and eleven, and they only searched thirty-eight percent. That's a sad way to go out, dude. 
and uh, of course they uh the government got to pay everything because it's like a it wasn't a, a resident or a civilian or something that happened it was a down power line that's crazy that is that is crazy but condolences to um to the families uh that's been affected but it also like made me think like how many natural disasters have you been through and i think i think terrorist attacks is considered like a, a natural it's not a natural disaster but it's a disaster so it's in the same level because i've been through a tornado i've been through multiple hurricanes like category four and five hurricanes i've been through an earthquake one of the biggest earthquakes in um in history and oh tsunami oh that happened back to back yeah, it was one of the biggest tsunamis too. Damn. I gotta think about it. What? What? I went through all that. That's crazy, kid. That is crazy, kid. Well, the earthquake was the earthquake was insane. The earthquake was insane. That was when uh, we was in uh Japan and like <laughs> the previous thing hit, and uh, it, that like that messed up the city, but it calmed down the, a little bit. We thinking like uh, we was thinking like everything was cool. You know what I mean? Like you know the first one hit, we thinking everything is cool. Them second waves was nothing to play with. Them second waves was nothing to play with. Imagine you're in a tall building, right? And because of the like Japanese construction, they're built for the uh for earthquakes, just like in you know California, like they have like different type of uh, plates and stilts under their construction to have like make it uh somewhat flexible so it doesn't like crack. You know what I mean? Um, during the earthquake, and their construction is so good, right? Because I'm literally, right, literally on the top floor in a strip club, and all of a sudden, <laughs> the dancer came from from like actually like on the pole to hanging sideways on the pole, and I'm like standing up on the couch upright looking at her and i'm like yo this is the most craziest thing ever bro and then and at the, at the time i couldn't panic i couldn't panic because i'm like i'm on the top floor this building go down i'm out of here man i'm really was just like you know what i'm just gonna take this drink and just look calm my buses though i ain't think about like <laughs> i ain't think about like you know what I mean? like stuff like that that happened and i was like it just really just skipped my mind because i was like that really happened that really happened and the crazy part about it, when the when the waves calm down and the like buildings start straightening it up on its own, which is crazy, bro. Like, yeah, I gotta look into that construction. It's crazy, and the building starts like standing straight up. I'm like, all right, bro, I'm going home. Like, I, it's, it's no way I'm staying here, bro. Like, I was just leaning sideways at a at a strip club. Dude. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm going home, and I'm thinking that's the logical thing. Dudes was like, no, no, let's party, let's party. I'm like, bro, you're crazy, bro. 
You was hanging on dear life at your bar, kid. You want us to stay and drink? I'm like, nah, bro. I'm going home. And he was, he was like so animated. Like he, he was like, man, we'll give you free drinks. I'm like, nah, bro. No, thank you, sir. No, thank you, sir. But thinking about going through all those like uh, natural disasters, like some was worse. You know, I think the worst one was uh, the worst one had to be the earthquake or the tsunami. Didn't have to be Hurricane Wilma or Andrew. One of those, I got to be the worst. And then a tornado in Chicago. But it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't come that close. But it was loud enough to, like, you know, make you, you know, get on your knees and pray. But it didn't sound like a regular natural disaster to me. Well, oh. Let's get into the uh oh man. You know, uh you're right into it, man. Rest in peace. Uh Magoo. He passed away. Um, because of a heart attack, I believe, a suspected heart attack. I don't know the details. But man, let's get a tribute, man. Timberland, aka Bill Drummond. Who gon' get it crunk like me, Timberland? Or oh, my nigga Scoop, aka Fat Man. We guaranteed to make the party people bounce. Fellas say ho, girls say ah. Looking at the cornrows up in the club. Girl, don't be bashful, girl, back it up. Throw it, girl, like it's potent, man. Shake that ass as fast as you can. White girl, shake it like you're burning from a suntan. My dog, grip it, grab it like it was a soda can. What you talking about holding back? Better get on the dance floor, drop it like it was a Cadillac. What you talking about cutting the slack? Girl, girl, you better bend that back. Well, my girls roll deep in the club. Can't wait to hit the button, get stepped up. Well, my dogs who got more than a hundred bucks. Can't wait to freak one of those big old bugs. Before we start to turn it out, you must learn to crawl out. Before we start to turn it out, you must first begin to Chance. Yeah, stop for big pun, stop for big pun, drop for big girl, drop for big girl. If you got the fattest ass on the block, now drop. Let a 
Guess who came with a cape on his back, pulled up with some gin, hopped out the Cadillac. Bag is chilling, Tim is chilling. When I get up in this club, I'm making a whole killing. Got no gang, but I got big cash. Mess around, I be leaving this club with Stacey Dad. Ain't cute enough, but my Jimmy got a pick in his shimmy. I'm in the club pulling over Timmy. I'm a shadow, people, pick it where you at. I'm a Broadway, people, pick it where you at. With my fellas in the bag with the Connie at. With my girls who think they got it like that. All my independent women, pick it where you at. All my get money, dog, pick it where you at. With my girls with the song that's shaking the fat. If you love to sing along, nigga, holler back. If you got the fattest ass on the block, now drop. Let a nigga see the cookie pop, now drop. Do the snake, do the freak, do the pop, now drop. Yo, don't stop, don't stop. We're high, now stop, now drop. Wait, slide, five, six, seven, now drop. One time, all in together, now drop. Right now. Rest in peace, Magoo, man. Rest in peace, Magoo. Uh, but there was a, a good question going on saying, uh, you know, because, you know, when rappers pass away and they have some type of notoriety, they got, like, automatically legend. Legend, legend, legend. Saying, rest in peace, Heat Magoo was a legend. Um, I don't know about that. I'm not going to say that. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm, say, I'm saying it. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's a legendary rapper. But some people might get mad. He's a legendary side B rapper. And what a side B rapper is to me is a rapper that if he puts out a single or album by by itself, like just a solo, uh, with no featuring or nothing like that. It just sounds like a bunch of side B tracks. But then when he gets on with like someone else, they can kill it. You know what I mean? It's just, he's a legendary side B rapper to me. People might argue that, you know, (laughs) I don't know. People might argue that, say that's disrespectful or whatever, but you know what I mean? I'm being real. I'm being real. He's a legendary side B rapper to me. And it's a lot. Like Nate Dog, um, late Nate Dog is a legendary side B rapper. DJ Cali is a uh, maybe even probably less than that, but DJ Cali is a legendary side B rapper. It's a lot. It's a lot of them that just have that uh that skill when they just they can just feed off that energy and just be great with paired with anyone. But you know what I mean? Y'all take it how it is, good. <laughs> y'all take it how it is. I don't know what to tell y'all, bro. That's that's my thoughts. That's my opinion, bro. Y'all take it how it is. But like is he is 
y'all not playing no solos. I don't even know if you got solos. Y'all playing what he got with Tim, or he got something with Elliot, um, Missy Elliot, or he got something with Leo or something like that. He, y'all playing those. Y'all not playing his like singles. Just being real. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> but hey, boy, they got Unk, kid. They got our boy, kid. They got Unk. They done gave them man done gave us checks after checks, and they trying to put them away, man. He's a former Republican congressman for New York and a former U.S. assistant attorney. Uh, Olivia, I'm going to start with you. It seems President Trump's uh, press conference next week now in doubt. Uh, former President Trump, rather. What more can you tell us? Well, Alexis, I think sort of as we've been reporting out today, legal advisors now are advising the former president that this is something that he does not want to go through with by any means. And I think when you look at that, it's because he's going to put forward evidence, quite frankly, that he does not have. There's, It's been years now. We know that there is not evidence of fraud in the Georgia election because there was not fraud in the Georgia election. And that's exactly what is at issue in this new indictment that's been brought against him in this past week. So I think when we see advisors, as you know, sources have told John Carls, he's reported out all morning, is that this could only get him in further legal trouble. And they are urging him not to go forward with it as a very, very serious indictment moves forward in Georgia. So John, if Trump was to hold this press conference next week, spouting more falsities about the Georgia election. What would that mean for his defense? What kind of position would that put his lawyers in? Well, if, first of all, he may be committing more crimes if he's putting out false information. Uh, but more importantly, there's two things that could happen that uh, would have been devastating to him. One is he would give the perception to the judge that he has complete lack of remorse, which is somewhat obvious anyways, but he, it would be reaffirmed with the judge. And that would be taken into consideration at sentencing should he be convicted. But it also gives the prosecution a glimpse into what their defense is going to be. And there's a reason defense lawyers always tell their clients never to talk until trial. Let us do the talking for you. That's because they're trying to avoid those two things from happening. So uh, cooler heads sound like they're prevailing, but by, by no means would this have been a good move. This would have been a terrible move on his part. And Olivia, the Fulton County um, District Attorney wants, of course, this, pace, this uh, case to move along. Some legal experts are saying it might not pan out that way. Do you think that a March 4th trial date is too ambitious at this point? Well, I think March 4th is a starting point, and it almost never is the case where the first date that's thrown out there ends up being the actual trial date. I mean, if we look what just happened with Jack Smith and classified documents is that he recommended a December trial date. Trump's team pushed back. They said no after the election, and the judge met in the middle and said, okay, May. So what we can expect now is that Trump's team is going to weigh in. They're going to throw out their own suggestion for a trial date. We know that Trump's team wants to delay this as much as possible, so potentially something after the election, and then the judge is going to weigh in. But I do think what we are dealing with in Georgia with this case is much more complex. It is 19 defendants. There are a number of legal issues. And we heard the DA say she wants to try them all together, right. a 19 defendant case. So this is unlike anything we're seeing anywhere else. So can we get there in just a few months? It's pretty doubtful. And Trump's team, you can bet, is going to do everything in their power to delay, delay, delay. And John, Trump and his supporters argue that his freedom of speech is being challenged here. I mean, is this a strong argument for his lawyers? No, uh, his freedom of speech, 
uh, maybe not, maybe a defense at trial, uh, albeit a weak one, but I think it is his, his defense. That's what it's going to be. But uh, having pretrial uh, conditions about not talking about the case, not trying to uh, somehow intimidate or, or influence the outcome in advance, those are things that the court must control. And especially uh, uh, the court's got to be concerned about uh, poisoning the jury, jury pool. And, uh, you know, it's clear that's what a lot of defendants try to do, and that's what a lot of judges try to stop from doing. So, uh, you know, people got to understand the First Amendment is not an unfettered right, and that's going to be tested at trial. But it's also part of the, the fabric of a pretrial uh, uh, motions, a pretrial procedures. Is you, you, you can't just say anything you want anytime you want. That's not how it works. And Olivia, what, what should we expect uh, coming out of Georgia in the next few weeks? A busy, 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 can't emphasize that enough next few weeks in mm. Georgia. I think we keep saying that the Georgia rules are a little unprecedented and they really are. Something we're going to see is potentially Trump having to go to the state twice as well as the other defendants, because as we've seen in the other cases, when Trump has surrendered and turned himself in, he's been processed and arraigned before a judge, both at the first, uh, at the same time. But that's not the case in Georgia. So the former president has to surrender by next Friday to the jail in Georgia, where we have not seen him go yet. And then he has to show back up before a judge to enter his plea. So already, two events in the book. So we know the surrenders are coming, the arraignments are coming. And then we also have this separate challenge by one of Trump's co-defendants, Mark Meadows. He has already filed to move this case out of state court in Georgia into federal court in Georgia. And there's already a hearing on that matter. So it's been only two days, Alexis, mm. since this indictment has been filed and already three things on the calendar. Busy, busy, like you said. All right, Olivia Rubin, John Katko, thank you. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. All right. All right. All right. Quiet, sir. Quiet, sir. Well, yeah, man, they got Donald, man. They got Uncle Trump, man. He out of there. He out of there. He's going. And the, I understand people be like, well, he's trying to hold a press conference. He's trying to run or he's trying to do this. But the only way out is through it for him. That's the only way out for him, kid. It's through it. Because they're putting everything on him. And, you know, I, there's something so political I can say because Democrats are probably saying, hey, yeah, we uh, we were right all along, this and that. No, 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 no. Just, just look at Biden's presidency. We can't just know. There's no argument. We just knew just certain people just knew Donald would have been a little bit less terrible. Told y'all. Told y'all. And Republicans like, yeah, we right, yeah, yeah, you right, you no. No, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. He was a, he he was even surprised that he won. He shouldn't have been there. Two parties is arguing with each other, just causing conflict for a whole country kid. Why that's still there? For real. I understand how like we y'all both have good parts within good in both parties. You have great parts within on both parties. It's like one party is worried about the country's stability and the money because that's needed, and the other party is worried about. Oh, so-called worried about 
um, about the people's health and like uh, advancement and, you know, keeping our country top in certain things and education. And we need that. Why we just can't get rid of the other stuff that doesn't make sense and just come together. You know what I mean? There's this, oh. Stuff like this makes people like me don't care. And that's how you lose a country. I'm saying. Because all the only thing I'm thinking about right now is how funny it would be that Donald Trump would be in jail. Like that I'm dead serious. How funny would it be if Donald Trump was in jail? Like Donald in the, <laughs> Like he's in the shower and you already know what time it is. Like now. No, no, I don't touch my own stuff. You grab it or you're fired. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, hey, kid. It would be the most funny. Like, hey, Donald. Hey, Donald, you smoking a spliff in the yard? I'm like, lies, lies, all lies. She's lying. <laughs> really? Bro, I need to see a cartoon of that, bro. I need to see a cartoon of that dog, cause that will be the most funniest thing ever, kid. Cause I'm telling you, Donald, bro. Uh, just imagine Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and all like his crew in jail as like a gang, kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, it'll be the most funniest thing, bro. When does Donald come out buff? What if he come out swole? Where he gave? What if they gave him a petty like two to three years, and he come out still the man? He it all bald. <laughs> hey man, hey that might be a transformation for him, man. Y'all might not want Donna to go in jail, bro. Honestly, y'all might not want Donna to go in jail because he go in jail and he get less than like what three years or like three years or less and he come out swole confident rock, rock on his bald head like just shave that thing off y'all might have a problem y'all might have a problem because then because then not only would he appeal to black people because he gave them stimulus checks he actually went through something but i don't think y'all want to do that y'all should just leave that man alone Y'all should leave that man alone before he's like start appealing to like certain hood people and just like walk in the hood and start doing like y'all leave that man alone. Just don't let him run again. <laughs> just it. Just don't let him run again. Don't bring him to jail. I don't think that's a good idea. Because what y'all think gonna happen and be like, man, we're gonna beat up Donald. He might just start end up going to jail and getting daps. Just saying. Leave that man alone, man. Just make sure you don't run again, kid. Uh, what's another one? We got another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have the most interesting Uber and Lyft rides ever. Just talking to people, just have the most interesting rides. Like just talking to just you know to strangers, right? So it was like two or three rides. Like I was speaking to these. Uh, it was like these two Uber guys. We're just talking about sports and going deep into sports and how uh, 
how uh, a guy invalidated. Uh, he made he made a very good point on how Tannehill was never a good game manager. I ain't wanna. I ain't wanna agree with it. I ain't wanna agree with it. But uh, like he was just explaining like how Tannehill was never a game manager. And I was explaining him like, look at the stacks. You know, he was a. Uh, on uh, like top five, top ten in accuracy during the season with the Dolphins, and he like, nah, 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 this and that, and then he compared him to a quarterback, and I was like, oh yeah, he's uh he's not better than him, and that quarterback is uh um Basuda, you know what I mean? This you know he did this this uh guy Baj, you know what I mean? Fatra, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like uh like uh yeah, you're right, you right, but that wasn't even the right, kid. That wasn't even like the um the right. Was a story I wanted to talk about. I was, <laughs> I got into this car, bro, and I'm going on just running errands, and you can tell like there's certain Uber drivers, they don't do it for the money, dog. Like there's Uber drivers and Lyft drivers that do not do that for the money. The, I'm telling you, they, the money that the extra money helps. But I'm telling you, they do not do that for the money. It's and they're out there. They're out there, and I'm not talking about like bad, creepy people. I'm talking about like I, you understand when I talk, I started speaking. So I'm in the car, and I'm talking. Uh, I ain't say anything actually. He got in the car. I said hello. He said hello, and you know, usually I don't say anything. The most I speak is like when I'm on this pod or when I'm speaking to somebody that I like. That's the most time I speak. Other than that, I'm not speaking. I am not talking. But you can tell he was getting like a little angry, right? About like me not uh trying to spark a conversation or whatever, like something like it was rude or something. And we start like so I just sparked a conversation and you no, know, he sparked a conversation over like something that happened and then like we start talking and and he starts speaking about like uh God. Um and so I'm like, Oh, you're a praying man. And he said, Man, I'm a man in God's service. And he started talking about like certain things and how he wants to help people and how he wants to like um, you know, like what he does like in Carnegie Mellon, like what's going on in Carnegie Mellon. Apparently in Carnegie Mellon, there's a like you study going around about students that's being depressed because of societal norms and parental expectations. And what he was explaining was that there are times when parents mean the greatest they mean good but they do certain things they do destroys or ruins someone's innate gift for something you know what i mean so it's like at the topic of innate talent versus society norms and parental expectations and i just uh I should find a good example, right? I should find a good example. Well, what we were saying was like in Carnegie Mellon, there's studies saying that over like 60% of the students are depressed. They're getting lower grades. They're not uh, focusing there anymore. They, and it's not like they're like 
you know, it's like dumb kids or anything like that, but they're like, it's Carnegie Mellon. It's one of the prestigious schools in, this, uh, in the country. One of the hardest schools in the country to get into. Most of them are like, well, like 100% of them are probably like high intelligence. So like what, why are the failing grades? And what he was saying was that um, during the study, it's like there's kids or students in their dorms crying, depressed, not trying to like be into the like open world because of like of the pressure of trying to conform to what society and what their parents want. And this is for example, in a Haitian household, there's only a couple jobs that's acceptable. Is either doctor, nurse, lawyer, politician, or engineer. Other than that, it's deemed other than like, or like a government job. And I mean, high government job, like, uh, like, you know, something like with, with uh, some type of clearance. Other than those things, no, no, no. You're not doing good. You're not doing good. God forbid you tell them you want to be like an uh, entertainer or something. You know what I mean? It, God forbid you tell them you want to be an entertainer or you want to do this or you want to do that. Right? But they do mean well. And I was like, and he was explaining how it ruins the innate gift, but because the student or their kids or the children don't want to um, disappoint or be left behind from society norms or disappoint their parents. They have to cave in into like the pressure of going to school for something they probably don't believe in. I can say this. I am currently in the process of getting a uh, my computer uh, software engineering degree. I hate school. I do not like maybe is this my own experience? I'm not gonna put it on like I my I do not like school. I love my teachers. My teachers was great. I had wonderful teachers. School itself, I do not like school. And I'm I'm going from my own experiences because maybe it was just like you know I had different walks of life. I am not gonna explain that on here anymore. But uh but the only reason that I am trying so hard is because since I was like uh since I was a JIT, I had a dream of making this video game. Man, I have dreams I have other dreams that I have to do too, but this is just one of them. And I had a dream, not like not like a real dream, just like a vision of making a video game. And I don't the first time the first time I thought about it was when I broke down a computer. Like I didn't even know how to break down a computer because my mom bought a desktop and she brought it inside the house. And it was just like everybody else was like, Yeah, this is a computer and whatever. And everybody else was treating it like a TV. And I'm like looking at the, I'm looking at them, I'm like, bro, 
Like this thing is coming from the wall, it's connecting to the back of it, and is you can just watch whatever you want to watch on there. You can just like watch anime, watch you could just do whatever you want on there. And like to me, it was weird. Now I'm like, why y'all not investigating this, man? So what I did, I just broke it down. I broke it down. I didn't even know what the RAM or what a RAM was or what a mother uh uh a motherboard is or a processor. I didn't know any of those things. I was just breaking it down to see like how it work or like, like how it was made. I got in trouble because I want to try to replace it. I, I missed a couple pieces because I didn't know everything. And then she had to buy a new one. So when I when she bought a new one, I bought I came in. Um, yeah, well, she returned that one and then replaced it with a new one. And when she did that, it was uh, uh, instead of trying to get in trouble again, I just went on the computer and started learning like the different like components of the hardware of the computer. And started learning like, oh, instead of just buying a new one, you can just upgrade this and it will last longer. Do this, it will last longer. Or, you know, put this type of, you know what I mean? It was just, it was just one of those things. And while doing that and being into like certain things, I just like created a video game in my head. It never went away. Not once. I just kept building on it. Like, I literally, like, maybe that's why I forget a lot of things, because I literally have a whole video game system or video game, like, concept in my head, and it doesn't go away. Every time I get a new idea, it sticks. It's been years. I'm talking about, like, decades. It never goes away. That's the only reason one of the only reasons, like, well, that's the main reason why I'm going through trying to get my um, computer engineering degree. Not because I want to get a job and work for someone. I want to learn how to make this thing myself and build my own company and do things the right way instead of like, you know, EA uh, put everything blocked off and you got to pay for something or or these companies that uh that rip you off through uh, transactions and stuff like that, or companies that actually program and make you waste a lot of time playing these games when you can get straight to the point, or they can just create mechanics that make it enjoyable and replayable. That's my dream. That's one of them, actually. And when you have something that sticks in your head like that, nothing, I mean, it could either, it could come it can be a dream or it can become a nightmare. Honestly. That's why I'm at this point where it doesn't matter if it sells, it doesn't matter if it gets attention, it doesn't matter if it reaches only one person. I have to do it. I have to do it. And maybe y'all values, like I'm speaking to like students or any, just anybody that's feel this way. If it doesn't bother you that much, maybe it's not important. Because I have so many things that bothers me and keep me up at night, kid. Don't blame society norms. Don't blame your parents. 
if you're not willing to stand on it and move forward with no one believing in you, then it's not worth it, kid. Maybe that's just my opinion. I got a whole bunch of backstories I can prove it, but I'm not going to do that. The key is, man, just... You got to... It's hard to say it, but it's like... It's just simple. It's really simple. And it's simple, it's simple, but it's one of the hardest things. You just got to find out who you are. And trust me, trust me and believe me when I say this, you're going to know who you are because you're going to feel, you're going to see and feel so much resistance. So much. But it's up to you. So, man, have a blessed one. See y'all next week. And haha, we back on schedule, boy. I told y'all, man. Friday, 6 a.m. Hey, wavy boy. Hey, wavy boy. Uh, uh, said I'm ducking from these clouds. They trying to get the best of me. Still don't know who I am, but I know God is testing me. Said I done too much crying. I done too much lying. I done too much fighting for me to give up. Take me out with slugs to keep my distance. No, my brother's here, but still feel solo. Am I tripping? Am I tripping?